Ladies and gentlemen, welcome one, welcome all. This is episode three of Fixing Factions. Uh, I'm your host today, Sam Blackburn, and with me on the podcast, we have Ethan Schnur and Alex Williams. So um, at this point, election day is less than a week away, and Trump seems to be trying to create another 2016 Comey email investigation moment. In order to do this, the Trump campaign and figures in right-wing media have renewed their focus on the Biden family's business ties, and particularly those of Hunter Biden. Today, we'll talk about exactly what Hunter Biden is being accused of, if it holds any water, and who it benefits. I guess the first question I wanted to ask you guys was, I have found like you know what hunter biden is being accused of to be like super confusing did you guys like uh, did you guys have a grasp on it before you know kind of reading up on this like well i mean i think it was already kind of um i didn't find it that intriguing i guess especially because it's not it's not even half of it isn't really even directly related to joe biden and so it seems like a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, I, I, I'm also like, I feel like there, there isn't exactly like a clear um, line of, of, I don't know what it would call like campaigning or a direct, more, a direct line of, yeah, that's, yeah, there isn't really a direct um, kind of message from um, the Trump campaign and, and people surrounding it um, about this. So I feel like it, differing from what was what it was like in 2016 um i was very much in the same boat um and then i did some reading yesterday read a lot of the new york post which definitely uh hurt my hurt my iq a little bit but um i think that i can outline at least a little bit more clearly exactly (laughs) what hunter is being accused of so i figured we could start there as alex mentioned there were the sort of two sections and we'll start with what sort of the background, what Hunter was being accused of during impeachment. So Trump accuses it during during impeachment. Um, Trump accused Biden of using his office to help Hunter's business interests um, because Biden fired a prosecutor that most official degree, most officials agreed wasn't doing a very good job. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask my co-host, like, does that alone seem sketchy to you? I mean, it just, I I think that I understand why there would be some type of suspicion there, especially if um, it's against a candidate that that people aren't supporting. But um, I just I think that the issue is is that um, like there like two things can be like true at once, right? Like you can have Hunter Biden's um, interests, but you can also have the interests of like um the reasons that he fired the prosecutor so i i don't think that it's really super um suspicious or anything and i don't think it's that big of a deal i mean the the thing that would make it a big deal for me is if it was like premeditated that they were doing this for um hunter biden um yeah i ethan you're welcome to jump in here um but i i do agree with alex i i think that um that honestly the the children of powerful people have always used their parents influence i mean even the trump children which we'll get to in a minute um have used their influence to um to further the trump organization's business interests um 
And I mean, I think it's unfortunate that that's how it works, but I, I don't know that it's necessarily some sort of sign of Biden corruption. I mean, yeah, to me, there's not a whole lot to look into when he's firing a prosecutor. Obviously, that happens all the time. It gets sketchy, obviously, when you're involving Hunter. But I think separate from that, it doesn't look particularly awful for Biden. I don't think voters really care because this is it's always been um, as Sam's right, like nepotism has always been a huge part of of politics. And also um, considering what what Trump has done with with family members and their own relations to positions of power. um, I don't really think it's comparable. So if you were to attack Biden on grounds like this, you would have to. Um, kind of, if you look at Trump on similar grounds, then it, it's like he's much worse than this. So, um, yeah. So that's actually what I wanted to talk about next was um, the Trump organization or Trump himself has encouraged um his own secret service, his own secret secret service agents. I can talk, um, as well as some like foreign dignitaries to use his properties to uh to house secret to house you know their um own people when they come to visit the united states um there has also been um or like politico was doing some really good reporting on it that there's also been some sort of rumors of people at mar-a-lago staying in rooms and you know using the uh using the resort to sort of gain an audience with trump himself um and so like is that the kind of thing that we should be trying to hold trump accountable for and like is it comparable to what Hunter Biden is doing anyway? I mean, first off, it's it's a pretty blatant, uh, especially with the federal government stuff or the foreign government stuff. It's a pretty uh, blatant violation of the Constitution when he's basically. So, like, it's one thing, I think, if uh, he's having these, like, foreign embassies or these uh, foreign governments, foreign diplomats come and stay at his resorts kind of charge free, right? If they're coming in and just like they're his welcome guests and it's all coming out of the company's money, right? It's a completely different thing when you have not only them paying for their stay there, but also foreign governments paying to build Trump real estate in their countries, which is basically just as political coins the phrase or not coins the phrase, but says they're basically just lining his pockets with money because obviously he's quote unquote left his family uh, business. But when you have something like foreign governments paying money for Trump real estate and for Trump uh, resorts or golf courses, it's quite literally lining his pockets and his family's pockets. If you were to say on a level of one to 10, how uncomfortable what he was doing in the Ukraine made you, you know, 10 is impeachable offense and one is doesn't bother you at all. Where would you put it? Oh, in terms of Joe being elected or or Joe Biden being the president, I would say that, what his son does and this whole scandal is kind of like, it's a pretty neutral five for me. Cause obviously on one hand you've got 
listen, this is his son. Like that doesn't have anything to do with him. But the implications of like him profiting from anything that Hunter has done, Hunter has done in Ukraine and him profiting from uh, like foreign business deals in Ukraine because of his son, that's kind of where it gets worrying. Now, uh-huh. obviously, like there are so many other problems with Trump that I think like Biden is by far like less implicated in this type, this type of corruption and this type of like money dealing and money holding than a businessman such as Trump, but uh-huh. it is a little discomforting so, to know. Yeah. So, so where would you put Trump on our like corruptometer? At solid 7.5 probably. I mean, okay. Again, you've got that whole secret service using taxpayer money to yeah. stay in a Trump resort. Uh huh. So, like, yeah, I would say Biden's at much less level of being implicated in these types of things than Trump has been so far. Right. Okay. Um, and then, Alex, what would you uh, what would you say on that? I would tend to um, lean more towards, I think, a lower. Uh, score like I would say maybe a a one or a two because for me um I I already I feel like I just um I don't think we're gonna get first of there I think there's two reasons for this first of all I don't think that we're that there are politicians that that I'm gonna be able to vote for that are kind of like clean of um this type of I guess you could call it corruption or family corruption and so I wouldn't say for me it's like it makes me that upset. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> maybe I'm just resigned or something. I'm not really sure. But for me, it doesn't really um, change my opinion. And I guess the second reason is that the credibility of a lot of these accusations is really low, like especially with the um, email stuff uh, or the and on the computers and everything. Um, Rudy Giuliani hasn't released the computer to any media beside the New York Post, right? So I'm guessing they didn't find anything because they 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 try to spin it, but um, it just you know it doesn't feel like it's a super super accurate um, allegations. And even if it was, I just don't really care that much. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You and every other voter, apparently. No, yeah. I would. I would definitely. I I would probably put sort of what Hunter is doing. Um, at at a four or maybe even a five. Um, like it definitely doesn't seem right to me. Like morally, I have some issues with it. Um, I I definitely think there are you know cleaner politicians. Like I would say that the Obama family didn't have any of that sort of you know, weird, you know, holdings in other country, in other countries, like, situations. Um, But I definitely don't think it's bad enough to warrant, you know, voting against Joe Biden or voting third party. Um, Because, I I mean, I just, I think that, you know, it's bad enough with the Trump organization that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um. Yeah, then I wanted to move on to sort of our second wave of 
Hunter Biden corruption allegations um, with the New York Post. So um, about two weeks ago, the New York Post published the contents of a personal hard drive that supposedly belonged to Hunter Biden and was recovered from a computer like store. Um, so the post says that the owner gave the hard drive to both Rudy Giuliani and the FBI, which is super weird because I don't know why you would give somebody's personal hard drive to Rudy Giuliani. Um, and on top of it, the computer store was like in Delaware and Hunter lives in California. Um, and the FBI has essentially come out and said that it's not really, there's nothing there really on the hard drive. Um, Again, the New York Times has published stories saying journalists inside the uh, the New York Post newsrooms were concerned about the reporting quality of the article. Um, and on top of that, a bunch of um, intelligence experts have come out and said that this looks like a Russian influence operation. So there are a large number of reasons to be concerned about the quality of reporting. Um, but I guess we're going to talk about it because sort of right-wing media is talking about it. So. In the actual hard drive, there's all sorts of weird stuff. Um, one video supposedly showed Hunter Biden smoking crack cocaine. Um, other emails supposedly show a corrupt dealing between Burisma and the Bidens where the company attempts to curry favor with Joe through his son, Hunter. Um, so then the sentence was again cherry-picked from a number of emails um, and doesn't actually directly mention Joe. Um, so that was sort of the first post story. Um, I don't know how much you guys heard about it. Um, do you think it's credible? Do you think any of it's credible? Um, like what's your opinion on it? I mean, I think it's a kind of unlikely that it's even real, I guess, or that it really even holds any, um, kind of credibility, um, as Hunter Biden's actual computer, but even assuming it did, um, like i I, like they didn't they didn't have a lot on it right so i'm not 100 percent sure that it's credible and even if it was i'm not 100 percent sure that it would like i said earlier that it's the hard drive has only been released to right-wing media and new york post um which is more you know a tabloid and so um the you can't you can't really do investigative journalism um from from either side um if you don't have access to what like what the hard drive is actually on so for me it doesn't really hold any credibility from what i'm seeing here a it sounds sketchy like alex said that the hard drive is even credible in the first place because it doesn't they don't really name who they got it from um, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. They don't really name who they got it from or like how that person really yeah. got it. So, so just for the listeners, like the story is that Hunter like leaves his computer at like a computer, you know, fixing store in Delaware. Um, and then the owner of the store somehow knows what's on the hard drive and turns over copies to the FBI and Rudy Giuliani. Again, so like this... You've got no one that's able to really verify how real it is. It could be completely fabricated for all we know. Um, and the stuff about like the, the uh, substance abuse, that's all been very 
kind of upfront, I feel like, by the Biden family. I feel like they've really kind of gotten ahead of that and addressed most of it. Obviously, you've got like not them trying to really defend substance abuse, but them just kind of getting in front of it. And I guess uh, I'm reading something here. Trump's personal lawyer, or sorry, Giuliani suggested that there was numerous pictures of underage girls, which seems a little weird, especially considering the recent Borat uh, <laughs> scandal that he's gone through. Um, like, again, it just seems very shady to me and it doesn't seem super credible considering that no one has been able to really confirm whether or not the files are real yeah i'm definitely in the same boat like my my take on it is that if the files were credible um like giuliani absolutely would have taken them to like the wall street journal like i i just think that there are much more credible news sources and that the fact that the trump administration didn't try and go through one of those definitely um kind of shows that even they don't really believe the credibility of these uh of these allegations oh i'm sorry um to add on to that um they the other thing is that they they if there was really in my opinion if there was something as implicating on the file or i'm not sure what the word is if there's something as uh incriminating on the files like they like um giuliani is suggesting then i assume they would have just released the entire hard drive and let investigative uh, and let the media kind of take over and report on this. And I'm sure there would be a lot of um, perspectives from both sides of like defending it or whatever. But for me, it's like, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they, on that hard drive, I don't think they have anything that really um, incriminates Joe or even Hunter. What's really weird to me is that they gave it to Giuliani, right? Which is who's Trump's personal lawyer and not someone who really kind of has power here to uh, like make something happen, you know, against Joe. Like they didn't really give it to any sort of government official or any uh, government appointed lawyer. They just kind of gave it to Giuliani, who uh, somehow it also got to apparently Steve Bannon, like the way that this hard drive is getting around seems a little uncredible and a little like fabricated to me. Apparently Fox news did not find these, these uh, allegations to be uncredible. So they have carted out some former Hunter Biden associates or, you know, alleged Hunter Biden associates. Um, including but not limited to a man named Tony Babulinski who is supposed to have worked at Burisma and first of all a guy named Tony Babulinski sounds exactly like the kind of guy that would be involved in this kind of thing and but out of a mafia movie yeah exactly um and so supposedly he um, worked with Biden um, and is testifying to how corrupt the Biden family was. And I mean, personally, I don't find them to sound credible at all. Um, I don't know how you guys feel. Or actually, I probably do know how you guys feel. Um, am I correct in assuming yeah. that you don't exactly? Yeah, <laughs> I, like I just, uh, I mean, I could do uh, an Italian accent, but instead of doing that, I'm just 
I'm just like, what? Like, this is just, it just feels like he's trying to replicate the 2016 emails. Well, like, it's just, it's like, they're all grasping at straws. And then it's so obvious. So it's like, I just. Not sure where this guy came from. Uh, it Again, like, he's not really mentioned in any other article until recently. Like, this is. Apparently, he didn't speak out until this post ordeal, right? So it's kind of, he just kind of came out of nowhere. And it's like, well, why didn't you really speak on this when we've got the impeachment hearings? Why, like, now when they've supposedly acquired a hard drive with solid evidence of some sort of corruption and some sort of scandal? Like, that seems super sketchy to me. Why this guy who's not mentioned any time before, like, the last couple of weeks comes out now when there is supposed evidence towards um, corruption and towards a scandal. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that at all, but actually you're, you're super right. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but basically, I read a really great piece in The Atlantic, which I guess I'm now realizing I didn't actually put on the planning document, so sorry guys. But it's by a woman named Anne Applebaum. Um, and she basically theorizes that the whole Tony Bobulinski, all these like, you know, supposed sketchy Ukrainian associates of the Biden family, like it's not actually for this election. It's more so that Laura Ingram will have something to talk about every night for the next four years. Um, and it, it's it's like so that right wing media will have like some sort of new conspiracy theory to talk about. Like with Obama, it was birtherism, and then it was Hillary's emails. Um, and now they're sort of grasping for whatever their next big sort of you know liberal conspiracy theory will be. Um, I don't know if that sounds reasonable to you guys, or if you think there's another sort of reason behind it all. I mean, I. I would agree. I just also would think it's because of, um, um, like Trump has Trump's patterns and his campaign patterns. Um, this election are trying to recreate the conditions of uh, last election, which is practically impossible given that he's now been in office for four years and a lot of things have um, um, people he he didn't like his. The, um, I think the main reason people voted for him, or not the main reason, but um, I think one of the big reasons that people voted for him was because he wasn't in Washington and he wasn't this like corrupt politician and he didn't have all these weird like son business ties and email scandals and DNC servers and things like that. And he was actually going to just do something for the people and then, you know, I mean, he got into office and I think a, a lot of even people who voted for him in 16 are just um, that he brought to the polls because he wasn't a politician. I don't think a lot of them are going to vote. Um, not obviously a lot of them, not necessarily a lot of them, but a significant portion. So I think this is his effort to try to recreate as much as he can the conditions of 2016 in like a last ditch um, October surprise fashion. Um, <laughs> I, but I don't think it worked. 
I, I think it was more centered around the campaign than just right wing media. But I agree, like they they need something else to talk about, and so do pretty well um, if if Joe Biden gets relatively little done. Um, and that actually does tie in pretty well to sort of what I wanted to talk about next, which was just like how damaging I feel like this split is sort of just for for our democracy in general. Um, I I think that, you know, when you have these two sort of totally separate media worlds, you know, it's like I can, you, you know, I, I go to the the front page of the of the new New York Times or the Washington Post or the Wall Street Journal. And this really isn't getting coverage and in right-wing media this is like all over the place like the new york post has run you know an article a day at least on hunter biden's business ties um so it's i like do you think there's a way to sort of fix that divide like what would it take um i I don't really know. I think oh, that's a great answer. Um, I just, I mean, there's no, there's, um, I think a lot of, most of the trust for the media is from um, coastal elites and from um, well-off um, affluent people who are already voting. Um, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't really see this changing. I don't think um, a, Bi- a Biden victory is going to um, mend ties or anything like that. Um, yeah, that's my negative outlook. I I don't really think there's anything that that an individual can do or really anyone can do. So yeah, that's my um, nihilistic look at things, I guess. Yeah, there's obviously no easy solution here. Uh, what I've liked seeing, I think either NBC or CNN did this, where after the debate, they had a um, multi-partisan panel on for like their after debate coverage. Uh, they had a couple people that went conservative and they had a couple people that went more liberal um, and to talk about the debate. Right. And so you're getting to see that from to see both sides of the story um i my thing is just that if biden wins trump and the right-wing media is not just going to go away like trump i my maybe this is completely wrong i guess we'll see but i don't think that trump is gonna accept vic or accept um a loss gracefully um i don't think that he's gonna go away in politics like um, some other presidents do after um, their their time as president is up. I I think that that um, it's gonna for the Republican Party um, a Trump loss is a huge setback for them, especially momentum wise. But I I don't think that the base is just going to like calm down. I think it's they're gonna get more riled up. Yeah, no, I, I unfortunately 100% agree that they'll get more riled up. Um, but I, to some extent, I do think that I, I have been frustrated with sort of, I mean, uh, I do read more sort of left-leaning media, um, and I, I obviously get a real sort of liberal bent on on what I'm reading. Um, but I have been disappointed a little bit with some of the coverage from um, 
from left-wing news sources um, over the past couple of months because um, it, it has, quite frankly, seemed pretty partisan. Um, and I I think that the first step towards actually like sort of fixing that whole media issue is actually for sort of more credible news sources to um, shift a little to the right um, and become a little bit more moderate or at least, you know, give a wider wealth of opinion um, than than they are current. They they seem a little bit actually no, they just seem out of touch to me with with um the general population and and how to actually inform people and what they're I think they know their base, which is not um you know, it, it's not really it's not like most people. It's not like the average person. Um and so I I just think my 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 opinion is I agree I guess I agree that they can have more um, right wing um, opinions or whatever I just I think that the the left or liberals that's in politics have have played this game of we are more ex- we're we're more tolerant and we're we're accepting of right wing and compromise and especially during the Obama administration. And we are lending hand, and that strategy has never worked because you're you're trying to like, to me it's 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 happened before, and I don't think um, I don't. There's always going to be something to complain about <clears throat> from the right wing side. So I don't even think that making their coverage less biased or more like open to to right wing and conservatism will make any conservatives be like, oh. Um, ah, yes, they are now open and centrist and things like that. I, I just, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm just negative. <laughs> that, that's the, the conclusion to draw from this. But yeah. Yeah. People are going to consume what they want to consume. I think it's hard to, to convince anyone to look at the other side of things and to really like take a detailed analysis. People believe what they want to believe. Right. I, one more thing I want to add is it's just the rate of change people's minds. It's different for everyone. Right. And it's, it's, so it's, I think it's hard. And then the other thing is I, I just, I don't have as much perspective on that media as I'm sure Sam does. So um, he might be right. Yeah. I I really don't want to agree with you. Um, you know, no offense, but um, it's so you know, Fox News first was created in the '90s, um, and obviously, it's it's the largest of the right wing news sources, and I think that the reason that it was so conservative is because a lot of conservatives felt left behind by more mainstream media outlets um and so i feel like i i don't know if if going back to a more moderate view from you know uh, a, a group like like the like the new york times would actually help things but i, I mean I, I guess i would at least hope that that it would help a little bit that i just think there needs to be some type of there needs to be some type of actual news source (laughs) wow um where it doesn't it's not like you can go to those places for commentary or whatever but i i just feel like going for 
to a specific one specific outlet for news um that's an american media institution is just you don't you don't really ever get to know the full story of what's happening i was just curious are you going to talk about uh coney barrett next week um next week will be like right after election day so that's probably what we'll talk about oh god i don't uh that's, this is a lot of things are happening in politics confirming a supreme court justice the week before election day Dude, that's ridiculous to me. that's <laughs> actually so aggravating <laughs> The funny thing is, like, everyone, especially in my friend group, yeah, everyone is so emotionally involved in, in this. And I, I'm super interested in politics, but I've kind of just given up on being emotionally involved <laughs> in politics because, like, uh, I have no control. Nothing that I say, do, or think matters. Like, just chill. Like, just one day. This podcast is going to make it so that the things you do say will change things. Okay? Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. Wow. wow. <laughs> Listeners, thank you, everybody, for listening to episode three of Fixing Factions. Um, next week will be the Wednesday after Election Day, so we should have a rundown on the result, um, whatever that may be. Um, and if you want to help us out, go ahead and give us a review on the Apple uh, podcasting app because that helps people find us. I need to go put five stars on it right now. Awesome, Ethan. Oh, You're the best. I'll do it too. Awesome. Two yeah. new reviews. And yeah, thank you guys for coming on. We should uh, be back in listeners' feeds next week.